Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Watch yourself to deck in the dream. It is actually, yeah. Hey, lots of mushrooms coming up. Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. That's a sign of a healthy garden. It is, isn't it? The garden looks great, actually. It's not too bad for this time of year, anyway. There's lots of uh, nice green stuff growing on your pond. Yeah. Right, we're going into the shed now because it is freezing outside. Ah, oh, it's lovely and warm in here. Just gonna close the door so no cockroaches get out. <laughs> So, Collie Ennis, we're back in the critter shed. Yeah, Colette Kinsella, here we are, back again. <laughs> nipples, no nipples. Oh, nipples, no nipples, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Nipples, No Nipples. Yeah, so, lactation in non-mammalian animals. Yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah, very yeah, posh, yeah. doesn't it? I suppose first things first, what is lactation and what are mammals? Lactation is the production of milk, nutritious milk for your young, through glands called nipples. Okay. That's the simplest way of putting it. <laughs> through those nip nips. Um the udders, teeth. Yes. Yeah. All the above. Okay. I think we're all fairly familiar with cows' udders and <laughs> we can draw a discreet line from there and even the more primitive mammals like the platypus and the echidna why they don't have actual nipples they have a, an opening a, a simplistic nipple right could you abbreviate that a sipple a sipple <laughs> yeah um they have a, a, a simplistic kind of a gland that just oozes this nutritious milk out so right. mammalian really i suppose it comes from those mammary glands mammalian trait would be to have mammary glands right. to be able to produce milk and and feed your young so that brings me then to something that was in the news recently and it's about a spider that lactates or does something like lactation. So can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, so in China, somebody noticed that a local spider, an ant-mimicking jumping spider called, here's my uh, Latin attempt at its, or my attempt at its Latin name, it's Togus Magnus. Right. Okay, Togus Magnus. So we call him TM. They were noticing that when the young were going into the uh, the nursery chamber, which the the mother would web up a small chamber for them to, to live in, that they weren't coming out. And neither was the mother coming out to feed them. Mm. But yet the young were growing and there was no explanation. So the scientists collected a load of them, 
brought them to the lab, set up the mothers with their young in nursery chambers and didn't provide her with food. And as they watched, they noticed that the mother was initially dispensing little droplets of a fluid around the nursery chamber, around the web, which the young were feeding off. And then after 10 days, they started feeding directly off the mother, off her um, epigastric tract where her legs basically come from. Mm. And that's where the the liquid, that's we'll call it spider milk, was mm. coming from. Mm. So it's really cool. It's a really interesting discovery. They had to experiment with it being scientists. So what they did was they actually painted over her, her tract where the milk was coming from so the young would have no access to it. Right. And they pretty quickly died and then the next experiment they did was they took the mother away from the young after they were suckling for 20 days and what happened was the young went out foraging but their survival rate was halved Mm. than if she had been left with them Mm. they also tested the proteins in the in the spider milk and they discovered that it's four times the amount of proteins that you find in cow milk so it's really really nutritious now the thinking behind it is that it's not so much milk as we would think of it, but it's an evolution of what we would call tropic eggs. So it's basically unfertilized eggs coming from the egg furrow that have been mushed up, for want of a better word, into a kind of a milk. So this discovery is going to make us rethink the whole process of maternal care and care in, in non hive sentient vertebrate animals mm. because we always assume that you have to be an intelligent warm-blooded animal to look to after nurture. to nurture mm. but now we've recently in like in the last 30 40 years we've noticed that reptiles are great parents a lot of them mm. amphibians are great parents and now we're getting down to like invertebrates yeah. so you're going to have a lot of people looking very closely at, at spider web nurseries at you know we know cockroaches and other kind of insects will produce milky substances for their for their young and then you have tropic eggs in the in the social invertebrates like ants and, and bees so you know it's it's really opening up a new door of science which is mm. fascinating about mm. the, the care of the young in in invertebrates and I think it's a really cool discovery mm. so tropic egg that's T-R- O P H I C. So tropic eggs. <laughs> so tropic eggs are essentially unfertilized eggs that are produced specifically to feed exactly. offspring rather than exactly. to actually reproduce. That's cool. Yeah, and there's a lot of really cool, um, especially invertebrates or invertebrates, not invertebrates, mm. but in invertebrate animals that that do it, like um, amphibians. We have the mountain chicken frog from the the Caribbean who will dig a burrow 20 inches deep mm. into the ground the male will call for a female she'll come they'll stick their backsides into the burrow and basically make this foamy nest wow. and she'll lay 30 to 40 eggs in there mm. but she'll lay over 25,000 eggs that are infertile wow. into the foam and when the young hatch out yeah. and that that's their only for- source of food wow. the male will hang around the burrow and protect them 
and the young are completely safe from yeah. any predators. They have all the nutrients they need and then they just metamorphose and come out as little tiny adult frogs, wow. which is, is amazing, you know. That's just an amazing trick of evolution, isn't it? To, yeah. to work out a way to, to feed your young and they don't have to come out and be predated on. They can be safe. God, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of tree frogs and poison dart frogs will do something similar because if you can imagine, they're using... Bromeliads and small little puddles that have formed bromeliads. in bromeliads are sorry are kind of a you'd see them in garden centres they're, they're kind of the plastic looking flowers that have long triangular leaves mm. and in the centre of them there's always water mm. getting caught up in these little kind of micro ponds yeah and the the tree frogs of course are going to use them for breeding it but because they're such a small little source of water. There's not the great ecosystem you'd have in a large body of water like a pond and therefore not as much food. So what the tree frogs and the dart frogs have done is when they lay the egg and the tadpole emerges, the mother will go back every so often to each of the tadpoles she has in a bromelia plant or in a little puddle on a branch. She'll go back pop in an unfertilized egg and that will do it for the week or the month that it's eaten. It's incredible, you know, so there you go. There's two kind of uh, amphibian uh, tricks (laughs) and how they use tropic eggs. There are a lot darker uh, ways of using tropic eggs. That would be the sharks. And the sharks are, you know... They do live up to their fearsome reputation when it comes to tropic eggs. They, they're they the type of uh, horror stories mm-hmm. <laughs> because a lot of sharks will be pelagic, which means they'd be out in open water. They want to give their open water is essentially a blue desert. You know, when you think about it, it's very and dangerous. Yeah, and very dangerous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you want to give your young the best start. So you want to give them a good upbringing in neutral mm-hmm. inside. You want them to be strong and healthy and ready to rock mm-hmm. and roll when they come out. So what they do is they basically produce a young and maybe two or three other baby sharks inside them, be they eggs or small pups. Mm. And their reproductive organs become a battle zone for these small sharks (laughs) who basically would eat the smaller and weaker uh, babies in utero. Wow. And that is a very kind of an extreme form of uh, tropic eggs. Yeah, it's amazing. So you have this slaughterhouse, this this battle, this, I don't know, Colosseum-esque fight going on inside you if you're the mother shark. And I presume it's it's not all sharks, is it? No, it's the mackerel shark family. So okay. it's the family of mackerel sharks. So they would have included everybody from like the Great Whites up until the extinct Megalodon, you know. Oh, really? so, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, really, God. really uh, hardcore animals from the get-go. <laughs> they come out fighting. Wow. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's an extreme version of it. And again, like on the on the, the the less extreme end of it, you have ants and bees. Mm. Like the the drone bees, the female drone bees will lay tropic eggs and feed the queen if she's asking for it, depending on the pheromones she's given off. It's a really neat answer to a question that, as mammals, we've answered by providing milk mm. to. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Where our nipples getting back mm-hmm. to our nipple chat. Mm-hmm. But other animals have come up with a similar solution with different ways mm. you know so it, yeah it's really I think it's an interesting answer to that mm. question and it's all just one great big circle of protein yeah great big <laughs> circle of protein I'm glad we came up with the mammalian answer because I think it'd be pretty weird if women were laying eggs all over the place and stuffing them down their kids throats <laughs> it'd be a, a strange world to live in <laughs> I would not thank have you sur- evolution <laughs> I would not have survived in the battle against five other siblings I know that for sure There actually is a, a discus fish as well. We never talked about that. They produce a, a mucus on their skin, which feeds the young, which is actually quite similar to milk. Right. So there's another mm. another method of, mm. of dispensing um, nutrients to your young. Yeah. And that's one of the big evolutionary drives, isn't it? So our evolutionary drive is to stay alive, to procreate, procreate and then yeah. to keep our young alive. Yeah. And that's uh, yeah. one is directly attached to the other. Yeah. So yeah, you've, you've, that's the big push. It's yeah. just to have the next generation replace you. I came oh, across yeah. something that I thought was really interesting. There's a species of flying fox of fruit bat where the male lactates and feeds the young. That is amazing. Yeah. I never knew that. that there amazing. you go. It's that's so cool. And then there's um, some birds give their young crop milk which is something that's yes. secreted it's yeah. it's not it's not quite like milk but it's more like I think a hard or a yeah. soft cheese substance but that's secreted from inside their crop yeah they can't provide the true nipples yeah hence the uh, nipples, nipples, no nipples. nipples no nipples Komodo dragons actually do a kind of a tropic egg yeah. thing it's not the same but it's a very interesting part of their evolution and somebody wrote an interesting paper on it a while ago I read the theory is because they eat a lot of buffalo and goats now but they weren't part of the the natural Mm. ecology of the islands that they lived on yeah somebody came up with this theory which I think is very cool where the young are essentially born to eat smaller stuff like crickets and bugs and frogs and whatnot birds whatever they can get their hands Mm on and they in turn feed the adults Oh, right. So, do you understand? Yeah, it's it's yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. system yeah. that wow. they have right. where if there was no buffalo and if there was no goats or anything on the island, the dragons were probably doing okay. Wow. Because the teenagers would just get 
<laughs> turn into kebabs and just provide for the next generation. So I suppose Amazing. it's not the same as tropic eggs, but it is a very interesting um, yeah. survival mechanism. It's mind-boggling. Look at that slug behind. That slug has evolved to get out of its cage. Huh? <laughs> oh my God, there's a slug on a... There's, so there's a big pile of um, terrariums beside me. and probably there's... supposed to be food for somebody and decided... <laughs> To make a great uh, escape for it. We have an escapee, yeah. the great escape. Radio, great escape music in the background there. <laughs> I have a suggestion and a question. Yeah. Can I just grab a container, a small container mm-hmm. at random? And you can tell me what's in it because this is such a treasure trove. Yeah, well, that's cool. All right, I'm going to pick up a small container now that's right beside me. It's a little Tupperware. It's about two inches by f- by six. And what is in there? Okay, so this is um, this definitely has no nipples. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a six-eyed sand spider. Oh wow! Yeah. So these are allegedly one of the most venomous spiders on the planet. Trust me to pick it up. First. Yeah, exactly. So what does it look like? Describe it to me. Uh, the face hugger from Alien. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, actually it is. Without the tail? Yeah, totally. It's exactly like that. And it is the colour of sand because you have a substrate on there that mm-hmm. looks a bit like sand. It really blends in. Yeah. Jesus, the legs and, are and what huge. what they do is they'll actually lie down the sand and push the sand over them. So oh, just yeah. their eyes are sticking up. You've probably seen it. A lot of Facebook posts got shared of one of them doing it a couple of years ago. Yeah. So really ancient animals. So they, they would have evolved when Pangaea was around. Remind me again what Pangaea is. Pangaea was uh, a supercontinent. Okay. All the continents today rammed in together in one supercontinent back in the the pre-dinosaur times, mm. way back in eons ago. And the thing about Pangaea was because it was a supercontinent, you didn't have the weather systems that we have today. It was so big, the clouds couldn't get in, on the, in into the, the middle of it. Right. So they sort of disappear by the time they get to the middle. They could be around the edges of it where you'd have a bit of green. But on the, it, it was essentially a gigantic desert. Uh. A really harsh, terrible place to live. Like, really bad. And that's where these guys evolved. If you evolved in Pangea and you're still around today, you're going to be pretty hardcore. <laughs> so... The only place you'll find them nowadays is in nasty arid deserts okay. that have broken up from the original supercontinent. So you'll find them all over the world, more or less the same and unchanged. They're a living fossil. Wow. They're also a desert species. And what happens with desert species is they're quite funky when it comes to venom. Mm. Because if you're living in a, in a place where food very rarely comes along, you have to make sure you have a good venom to be able to kill it, subdue it and eat it. Mm. You also have to make sure that you're able to defend yourself because you're a nice piece of food. So it tends to be that invertebrates especially, and, and reptiles, tend to be, if they're venomous, they tend to be a lot more venomous. You know, you get the really nasty scorpions and spiders and snakes out in yep. dry, arid areas. So they've tested these on rabbits. They haven't tested them on humans. And we're not going to do that No, today. we're not. We're definitely <laughs> not. But the, the rabbits who are given small doses of venom uh, had symptoms that were like uh, what was it described to me as it'd be like having Ebola a heart attack and a stroke at the same time so attractive oh my god so I'm just going I'm looking at it it's the size of a house spider which is to say the body is in two segments together it's about a centimetre and there's 
three there's four legs on either side mm-hmm. but the legs that are bigger at the big at the front, at the front. and then successively smaller mm-hmm. so it's a really yeah it does look like the oh, face hooker from yeah, alien they really are the long legs at the front allow it to come out of the sand and if you watch it hunt it corrals its food into its mouth right so they kind of prey on very small things mm. like ants and very small they crickets and stuff like that mm-hmm. but they'll corral, corral the food into and they'll give I've never seen a spider give the most delicate bite mm-hmm. ever it's like a little tiny nip and I've also never seen animals just go boom straight away wow. there's no like even with my Indian ornamental tarantulas and some of the, the more potent venom tarantulas you always see the animals struggling for a bit mm. to try and get out of it and then go away but these right. guys it's just like instantly it's almost like a cartoon comedy yeah. kind of sketch it's just straight away wow. gone so how do you feed this because it's in a Tupperware dish that see that hole yeah that's how I feed it okay so it never gets opened obviously no. not a chance can they move fast quite fast yeah and when it's not in here where we're looking at it it's in a box inside right. another box so right. it's locked in a double yeah. box and what goes into that little hole in there so crickets Every couple of months, I'll give it a cricket. Okay. You could feed it and it will keep eating, but it will die really quickly mm-hmm. because obviously it doesn't get a lot of food where it's from. Yeah. So you have to match it. Yeah. It very rarely will come across water, so you don't have to give it water. Mm. It's quite happy. Most of the time in the wild, they'll live in a small area and just bury themselves in and that's it. They'll wait. Obviously, they'll breed, but I'm not planning on breeding them. It's just a, a very cool animal to give especially if I'm going to give them talks on venom and the different types of animals how they produce and distribute their venom mm-hmm. kindly it, it's a really good example Again. and also it's a living fossil it's yeah. so cool to have like a, not for um, children or inexperienced keepers but uh, <laughs> yeah a really really cool cool animal and again just finding a way to survive in the harshest of conditions yep. is extraordinary crazy, crazy. I'd imagine the young would have to disperse pretty darn fast. I would say so. Get the skids on them. Yeah, exactly. There'd be no milk provided by this (laughs) modern spider. Right. Nothing else apart from ourselves has nipples in this in this place, I'm assuming. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Seen as 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 we're looking at the cages going, freaks! (laughs) Look at them weirdos with their nipples. Right, will we um, will we finish that up? We'll see you in a couple of weeks then, I guess, Collie. And um, that was cool. That was milk-tastic. <laughs> and into the breach. I think it's bloody freezing cold outside. So yes, will we head out dance. into the... All right. Oh, my God. Leaving yeah. the warmth of the... Look at um, what my trees are bearing. Just from a, a, bit of, a bit of wind. Winter's here. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.